Hallelujah. Pick up your Bibles and then let me just finish on our theme for the month with this very, 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 I believe, very powerful message to end the year. Hallelujah. Are you blessed to be in church? You are blessed this morning. You are blessed this morning. I, didn't, I said you are blessed this morning. And by the time I'm done with the message, you will understand why I said you are blessed. Hallelujah. So, I want you to go with me to, in fact, I will do maybe two scriptures, but uh, uh, the main one is what we are going to read. Amen. I want you to go with me to Luke chapter 10, the verse number 40 to 42. Pick up your Bibles. I don't be looking at my face. Amen. Okay, let me see. But Martha was distracted by her many tasks. And she came up and asked, Lord, don't, don't, you, don't you care that my sister has left me to serve alone? So tell her to give me a hand. Martha was distracted with much serving. And she went up to him and said, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to serve alone. Tell her then to help me. But the Lord answered, Mata, Mata, you are anxious and troubled about many things. I pray that as we end this year and we enter into a new, may many things not trouble you. Sometimes the many things that troubles us is the only reason we don't experience God. May you not allow many things to trouble you. But I pray that may that which is necessary be the one that gets your concern. Go on. But one thing is necessary. So there, there can be many troubles. There can be many things around our lives. And the reason it's not like the many things are bad. Many things can be good, but they are not the thing. The, the, the many things are not the thing that is necessary. Amen. So if there are many things that are good, but they are not necessary, automatically you'll be troubled by them. So many of the troubles we have in our souls is because we have many things around our lives. They, they may not be bad in, in itself, but because they are not the necessary thing, that is the reason why it is troubling us. So I pray that this year, as we end the year and we enter into a new year, may you not surround yourself with many things that are not necessary. There are many things that are good, but they are not necessary. Many people that are good, but they are not necessary. Many friends that are good, but they are not necessary. Many clothes that are good, but they are not necessary. I pray that the many things that are good, but are not necessary, will not distract you. Are we together? But one thing is necessary. Go on. Mary has chosen the good portion. Which will not be taken away from her. Hallelujah. Let me see the amplifier. Okay. Just the verse 42, the amplifier. Okay, thank you. Let me read from here. But only one thing is necessary for. Necessary. For Mary has chosen the good part, that which is to her advantage. Hallelujah. 
I want you to lift up your two hands. Put your Bibles down and then let's do a prayer. You are asking God that God, in the many things I may have to choose in life, help me to choose that one that is to my advantage. In the many things I have to choose, the many things I have to take, there are many portions to take. Hallelujah. Pray that God guide me in my choices. To take things, to take people, that shall be to my advantage. Your hands are, is it a good prayer to end the year with? Hallelujah. Because there are things we are taking. They are good. But, but they are not doing us any good. Lift up your voice and pray. I want you to pray with a certain understanding. Genesis 48, 21 and 22. And Israel said to Joseph, Behold, I die. But God shall be with you. <laughs> Amen. Pay attention. I, we are ending the year strongly. Amen. And Israel said to Joseph, Behold, I die. But God shall be with you. Hallelujah. The man is dying and he leaves God with Joseph. Amen. And I'm thinking that by the time you are, you are leaving God with a man, that should be enough. Hallelujah. And will bring you again unto the land of your fathers. Follow the scripture very well. Hallelujah. So he's dying. And on his deathbed, he still understands what it means to commit his son or his children into the hands of the God who has been good to him. Hallelujah. When he got to Joseph, he said to him that as I die, my God shall be with you. God shall be with you. Hallelujah. And when God, God will bring you to the land of your fathers. Verse 22. Moreover, I have given thee, I have given to thee one portion above thy brethren, which I took out of the hand of the Amorite with my sword and with my bow. Hallelujah. So you see, Jacob's gifts God to Joseph, but doesn't leave it there. He gives him a portion. One portion above his brethren. That which he fought to get, he hands it over to his son Joseph. Amen. And that portion was one above his brethren. So his brethren received portions from him. But he gave Joseph the kind of portion above his brethren. Hallelujah. That means that this portion he gave to Joseph was, his, was a portion of advantage. Are you hearing what I'm talking about? I want you to lift up your hands and pray one more time. Pay attention. 
Now, when he says, out of the hand of the Amorite with sword and with bow, if you're a good Bible student, you know that Jacob was not a warrior. Jacob was not a fighter. Jacob was a tent dweller. Amen. He did not engage in any battle like David and the rest of the people that fought battles to take lands from people. Jacob did not do so. So, why does he say that, which I took out of the hand of the Amorite with my sword and with my bow? Here, he's not literally saying that I fought to get the land, but he did proper business to own the land he's given to Joseph. Hallelujah. And when you check Bible history, the land he was referring to was the land, the land of the Amorite was the land of the Shechemites. You know Shechem, where, where he and his children dwelt, and then the prince of Shechem raped his uh, daughter Dinah. And then the, the boys retaliated and killed them. But later they went into an agreement, and the, uh, 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 and the king of Shechem said that the land would be his land. He should choose any part of it. So that land which he secured was the land he gave to Joseph. And the reason why he said that I've given one portion about that because that land was a very fertile land for farming and for anything that Joseph wanted to do with it. He reserved that part of the land and gave it to Joseph, not to any other person. Hallelujah. Amen. Are you following what I'm teaching you? Now, I want you to lift your hands and pray. God is the most important thing we must give to men. But may we not be people that only gives God to people. But after we have given God to people, may we be able to give them things that gives them the edge over others. I'm praying for every father, potential father, potential mother, every boy, every girl I am praying for you. That Albert, it is not enough to hand, just hand over your faith to our children. Hallelujah. We must hand over things that gives them advantage of our other children. And I want you to pray that God, you will bless me. Make me mighty upon the earth. That on the day of my departure, I will not only be giving my Bible to my children. Hallelujah. Are you following what I'm talking about? Did you come to church? Is it a good way to end the year? Lift up your hands and say, Father, let, let it not be that the only good thing I can give to my children, to my siblings, and those who look up to me will just be your Bible. But after I have given them my faith, I ask for the grace to be able to give them things that gives them a better advantage over others. In the name of Jesus. Can I, can I, how many of us are seated here and you realize that when you, when you meet your friends and it's not by the level of the tones you speak or by the level of your deep spirituality, but you realize that when, we all, when all of us have done speaking in the tones, you realize that there is something that gives us the edge over others. And those things were made possible by our parents. Hallelujah. How many of us have parents who did us this good? Yeah. Your father handed you over to. You realize that your father gave you everything. Bible penalty. 
Shout out to the vampire. I want you to rise on your feet with, hang, with anger. Let me find me. You not leave your children with only your sewing machine. No, it's a deep prayer I'm praying for. Don't, I'm not trying to tease you. Amen. Brahma, do you understand? May you not just leave your children with your sewing machine. Amen. I will not leave my children with only my preaching ability. Amen. I will not, I will not just, this will not be the only thing I will give to my children. Empire. Ah, we will give them portions. We will give them portions. That when they enter into any competition with anybody for anything, they will be chosen. Amen. Hallelujah. We will give our, our, may our name be our children's portion for advantage. Amen. I'm prophesying on your life. I'm blessed are you because you are here this morning. Amen. And your yes are hearing these words. That say, Father, give me grace. Hey, shout to say, Father, give me grace that my faith will not be the only inheritance I will give to my children's children's children. But having given them my faith, having given them you, give me the grace to give them properties, lands, buildings, money, cars, and everything good good education, that will give them an advantage over their brothers, over their peers in the name of Jesus Christ. Lift your voice and pray to God for that grace. We will not disadvantage our children like our fathers have disadvantaged us in the name of the Lord Jesus. Yeah, we will give them our God and we will give them the lands and the properties that we have fought and labored and negotiated and bought in the name we will buy lands and give to them in the name of Jesus. So when it comes to renting and housing, there shall be an advantage. There shall be an advantage in the name of Jesus. Come on, lift your two hands and receive that grace right now. Lift your two hands and receive that grace that in 2024, balance of advantages, balance of advantages, balance of advantages, balance of advantages, balance of advantages. When it comes to spiritual things, they will have an advantage by the God who give to them. When it comes to material things, they will have an advantage by the things we give to them. Balance of advantage. Come on. Somebody said there's a balance of advantage. Balance of advantage. When it comes to spiritual things, they have our gold. When it comes to material things, they have the lands we give to them. They have the money we give to them. They have the properties we give to them. They have the name we have built to the advantage. May our children not be advantage, disadvantaged, even as we are disadvantaged. In the name of Jesus Christ, but we we'll receive the grace to acquire, to own, to buy, to possess. In the name of Jesus, that our children will not just be spiritual and then yet they are poor. Hey! Say in the name of Jesus. Declare, declare. 
So you see, you see the arrangement of the thing. He first gave him his gold because that is man's greatest need. Hallelujah. But as enough as God is, material things give full weight to the God we serve. Amen. Stretch your hands again. Are you hearing? As enough as God is, material things gives full evidence and weight to the God we serve. Amen. Yeah, no. Yeah, no. Some of us, our fathers give us an advantage in one thing and disadvantage us in another. Hallelujah. But concerning Joseph, he had the balance of advantage. About soon, soon, he has God. About when he has sitting he has land. And not just in a, a land that was better than the one his brethren had. Hallelujah. And I want you to stress, say, my children will know God. They shall follow God. They shall serve God. I give them my God. And I receive the power and the ability also to give them lands and properties, houses and riches to the advantage that when they stand with their peers, when they stand with their colleagues, they shall not be disadvantaged in material things. As they are advantaged with spiritual things, they will also be advantaged in material things in the name of Jesus Christ. So I pray that by your sword and by your bow, your sword and your bow may not necessarily be physical weapons. It may be your ability to negotiate things. Hallelujah. It may be your ability to be able to create an, a system. Hallelujah. That is your sword and your bow. Praise Jesus. It, is not, it, it might not necessarily be literally going to fight. But in whichever way it is, you are still going to have to fight. And some of the fightings you are going to do is the, the, the ability to be able to create a system. Create an atmosphere. Hallelujah. Are you hearing what I'm telling you? Create something that, that will give things to people. Somebody say, I will never disadvantage my children. And I declare by the help of God, I will not just give them my God. I will give them quality friends. That shall be to their advantage. Are you understanding what I'm trying to say with you? You must be able to give your children quality friends. Quality family friends. That shall be to the advantage. Amen. Amen. You, must be able to, you must be able to give your siblings something that is to their to the advantage. Amen. Let this word sink into you very well. Amen. So that you realize, oh, I, I have to, yes, teach the child the way that he must go. So that when he grows, he does not depart from it. Don't use spirituality to reduce that scripture. Only to the level of teaching them the ways of God. Hallelujah. 
because teach the Bible never said teach the Lord, teach your child God. Is that not said? He said, teach the child the way he must what? Go. So that when he grows, they do not what? So there is a way our children must what? Go. Hallelujah. They must go, number one, the way of the Lord. And number two, they must go the way of material possessions. Hallelujah. I pray grace for you. May your head not be empty. And may you not be overly concerned with yourself. Hallelujah. May we give things to our children that will be to their advantage. So somebody say, I need foresight. Is that message good for you? Somebody say, I need foresight. I need foresight. Foresight to be able to create something that will be the portion of advantage for my children. My children, my siblings, my pastors must have something. Hallelujah. Say, I need to have something. Come in there. Say, I need to have something. How many of you are with me? Wave your hands. Say, I understand. See, as we enter into 2024, make up your mind to have something. You may not have all, but get a portion. Hallelujah. Get a piece of something that gives you the edge in life. Get an advantage. Somebody say, get an advantage. Get a portion that gives you all. An advantage. So, we go back to the Luke 10 40. Let's just stay on there. Jesus is on his way to Jerusalem. Jesus is on his way to Jerusalem. To die. Hallelujah. And, and he makes a bad stop at the house of Mary and Martha and Lazarus. Praise God. He's on his way to die. But before he dies, he goes into a house. Hallelujah. He goes into a house. And he entered the house of his friends. <laughs> Amen. Please follow me carefully. Jesus entered that house for me, to me, for one obvious reason. He is having a struggle and a battle so intense in his spirit because he has just come out of the garden of Gethsemane where he prayed and said, Father, Father, if it be thy will, let this cup depart from me. And then he's heading towards Jerusalem. Then he makes a bar stop at Martha's house. The house of his friends. I want to pray a prayer for you. May God give you friends who have hopes. Amen. Lift your voice and shout amen. <laughs> May God give you friends that, has, that have houses and homes. So that on the, on, on, as you journey through life, you may find a place of rest. Amen. Hallelujah. That is why I tell you from this pulpit every day. By the time you are calling somebody your friend, look at the value they add to your life. Look at the options they make available in the building of your life. 
Because whether you like it or not, at some point in time, you need somewhere to rest and it is not in your house. Hallelujah. At some point in time, you will need somewhere to eat and it's not the food you have cooked by yourself. Is anybody here? Are you following what I'm teaching? Please learn, oh, learn. I've reserved the best for the last. At some point in time, you will need a certain clothing to wear and it's not like you don't have some. You just need somebody's clothing to wear. And it must be from your, the, the house of your friend. We are not in the days and in the times where we, are, we appreciate the presence of friends who, have got, who are gossip. Who the only thing they offer is somebody's story. Hallelujah. The only thing they offer is the things they say others have done to them. No. We are looking for friends who have hopes. Shout amen. Who have houses. That when there is a misunderstanding between you and your father, you can go and hide there for two days. And your father knows that you are in this house and they are okay. My teaching. When there is a misunderstanding between you and your husband and your wife, there is a home you can go to and by the time you are returning from that home, you are not coming to divorce or break your house. My teaching. Jesus, when everybody is getting to the point of death, there is a place you must seek for rest. Hallelujah. When everybody is on his way, when your death days are drawing closer, when your death days are drawing closer, you need friends and you need a house. And that house may be beyond, may not be the house you dwell in. Hallelujah. When there are days that will come in our life, the only place that will help us to be able to survive and endure whatever is next ahead of us is the friends we have around us. Hallelujah. Whatever is next to happen to your destiny, you can be able to stand and survive it by the home you get to, the houses you go into, and the friends you surround yourself with. Hallelujah. You see, there are homes you enter and they give you the strength to be able to endure what is coming. Jesus entered into the house of his friends. They entered into the house of his, he entered into the house of his friends. And there were two personalities in that house, Martha and Mary. I'm wondering where Lazarus was by then. Hallelujah. I'm sure by then Lazarus was still going about telling people that how Jesus raised him from there. Hallelujah. Then as soon as Jesus entered, Martha entered into the kitchen. What a joy to receive Jesus in your house. You are looking for something to do for him to feel comfortable in your environment. So I, I don't preach this message always to condemn Martha. Hallelujah. I always say that he, he, she had been used to Jesus eating in the house. So anytime Jesus entered, she felt the need that let me give him food to eat before any other thing will happen. Hallelujah. But on this time around, Jesus didn't need food. Because a man on his way to death does not crave for food. Hallelujah. Amen. 
It's only some of us that when we are about to die, our appetite for things go up. Appetite for food and drink. I hear that people with diabetes have a strong edge for sugar things. Even though it's, it's not good and it's killing them, you have a strong edge for it. I don't know how true that one is, but I have heard it several times that people with high diabetes, they be able to Jesus is entering into the, going to die, and he enters into a house. And when he entered into the house, Martha started cooking. Not at the instruction of the Lord. Maybe by her foreknowledge or by her knowledge of who she knew Jesus to be and what she knew that Jesus always wanted when it comes to Jesus coming to their house. She had a certain knowledge. That knowledge informed her action to cook. But she failed to discern what Jesus needed at that moment and he entered the house. Hallelujah. Nothing wrong with the food he was cooking. she was cooking, but she was cooking the good thing at the wrong time. Because at that time Jesus entered there, all Jesus needed was solitude, quietness, calmness, for meditation, to see what lies ahead of him. And maybe, like Jacob did, his last blessings on his friends. Hallelujah. So he entered there and met and started cooking. Then Jesus, Mary went to sit at the feet of Jesus Christ. Now, Jesus never complained about the food Martha was cooking. Do you see that in the scripture? She never complained. He never complained. Amen. The only thing that made Jesus said that matter, matter, that one cumbered about March 7 was because she mattered herself. Began to allow what she was doing to get into her. And she thought that Jesus needed to tell Mary something. Hallelujah. I want you to raise your hand. <laughs> I pray grace for you. Be very careful in your work with the Lord. When you feel you are doing something right and somebody is not doing the same, never you think that God may be angry with the person who is not doing what you are doing. Hallelujah. Are you hearing what I'm saying? May the Lord deliver us from that spirituality that makes us to develop a certain anger against those who are doing things we think they are right and we expect everybody to do the same. Hallelujah. If you believe what you are doing is right and is to the glory of God, concentrate and do it. Are you hearing me? Don't let what you think you are doing for the Lord that is right undermine how somebody or what somebody also is doing for the Lord. Are you following what I'm teaching you? Your food is important, Martha, cook it. Allow Mary to sit at the feet of Jesus. And don't think because you are cooking the food and Mary is sitting that Mary is doing something wrong. Hallelujah. So when we come to church and you are standing screaming in prayer and somebody is sitting whispering prayer. Concentrate on your shout and pray and leave those ones alone. Clap your hands for the Lord. 
Because there is a tendency for, for those who can scream and shout and shake their body in prayer. There is a tendency for them to think that they are the ones that God is hearing. So anybody not praying the way they are praying, you know, it's like they are not spiritual. Everybody has a way they receive from the Lord. And everybody has a way they give to the Lord. The reason sometimes we encourage all this, because iron sharpened iron. It doesn't mean that how somebody is doing their, their, their thing is really bad. Are you hearing me? But when I'm praying, and I see Reverend Frank also praying, in a certain uh, movement, it sharpens all of us. But when I'm praying in a, in a very heat, loud shouting, and he's calm and cool, it doesn't mean that what he's doing is wrong. I don't need his quiet prayer because I don't answer his prayer. Clap your hands. <laughs> I only need him to be in that motion so that I can also be encouraged. Praise God. May the Lord deliver us. Is anybody hearing what I'm teaching? That, so enough about Martha. Let's come to what Jesus then looked at Martha and said, Martha. Everybody say matter. Matter. You really have a matter. Hallelujah. And matter, your matter is that you are troubled about many things. How many of you have had many things trouble you this year? Wave your hands up. You have many things trouble you. Wave your hands. Many things. How many of you have many things trouble you? You know, sometimes eh, even somebody's success can trouble you. Yeah. Somebody's achievement can even be troubling you. Look at him and say, You are troubled about many things. You know, some of you, the, 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 the uneasiness you have in your life is not Satan. A lot of things trouble you. And all the things that are troubling you are not very necessary. They may be good things, but they are not necessary. Why is it not necessary? Because that, that thing is not what you need to advance in life. Everybody say, it is not every good thing that is necessary for me. Say it well. Say, it is not every good thing that is necessary for my life. Say, I must, I must be concerned about the things that are necessary. Mm -hmm. Say, I must be concerned about things that are necessary. Not things that are just good. Hallelujah. Do you understand the difference? There are good things that are not necessary. But every necessary thing is a good thing. Hallelujah. Every needful. One version says that one thing is needful and matter has chosen it. Amen. Are we there? Are we there? Are we learning some few things? But the Lord replied to her, matter, matter, you are worried and bothered and anxious. Hey, say worried. Bothered. Anxious. One person. One person. One person. You are worried. You are anxious. And you are bothered. Bothered over what somebody is doing. Today may God deliver you. Amen. Say Lord deliver me. Lord, deliver me. 
from bothering myself with what is happening in another person's life. How you are dealing with another person. Because sometimes, you see, you can be bothered about what is happening in somebody's life. Like you will miss your own time of blessing. Hallelujah. Like we come to church, you are bothered about how somebody is dancing. That you forget to dance to be blessed. Hallelujah. May God deliver us. You know, sometimes, even in the choir, you can be bothered about the way somebody is singing their part. That you end up not singing anything. Hallelujah. Because sometimes, eh, it is easy to see what somebody is not doing right than to see what you are doing wrong. Am I teaching? Lift your hands and say, Lord, as I, as, I end, as I end this year, deliver myself from the many botherings. The, the many things I bother myself about to miss out on the necessary things I must do. The necessary things that are to my advantage. Deliver me from there. Amen. Listen, I pray the Lord will help us. It is not about having many friends that are good. It's about having one necessary friend. Necessary. Necessary. You know, don't pride yourself on the many people you know. When you think of the people you know, and they are many, think of the advantage they give to you in life. Because sometimes, your greatest distraction in life is the many things around you. Many friends around you. Many people around you. Many job opportunities can even be a distraction. Hallelujah. So by the time you are, you are appreciating the many things you have in your life, you want to think about the advantage those many things have brought to your life. Hallelujah. No, are you hearing what I'm talking about? Oh, oh, it is good to know people. But where your knowledge of them, where what the people you know has brought to your life. Or they just left you to a place where you are happy to say, oh, I know this one. I know this one. I know this one. Oh, this one is my friend. Oh, this one is my guy. Oh, this one is my twin. Oh, this one is my best. Oh, this one. But when we look at all the twinnies and the besties and the, and, the, and the people you say you know, the people, actually, they only papa. We look at your life and the people you claim to know and they are rather to your disadvantage. They are nothing but a distraction. If I am preaching, clap your hands for the Lord. Hallelujah. Today, may God deliver you from the distractions. Amen. Lift up your two and lift up. You know, say, say, Lord, deliver me from distractions. Come on, say, Lord, deliver me from the distractions that have surrounded my life that appears to be good. Deliver me from the distractions of good friends, the distraction of good women and good men who are not people who are positioned in my life for my advantage. I pray that you don't forget this word this morning. Hallelujah. Good people. And next, they are nothing but a distraction. They are distracting your Christian life. Look at, look, you see, I told you the, the first scripture. What did Jacob give Joseph first? What? What? So, the basis of every relationship you must consider 
is that that relationship must first be able to establish you in God. And the basis of, the, if you want to say this is a good relationship, you are not first looking at the material gains. You are looking at how that relationship draws you closer to God. Because you are not a Buddhist. You are not a Muslim. You are a Christian. Can I hear you shout amen? And so I need a friend that can give me more of God. Then we will consider the other things. But it will be a great danger to my destiny. When I have friends who can give me everything and yet I am losing touch with the God I know. Are you hearing what I'm teaching? One day I asked somebody, are you sure you are a Christian? Because if you are a Christian, the first thing you consider in every dealing with anybody, which has, well, especially in the matter of marriage, business associates, you must look at the person's religious status. That will they, will they draw you closer to the God you know? Or they will draw you away from the God you know? Hallelujah. No. Like I told you, 2024 up to the next seven years, Jesus studies. The distractions will be on the increase. Sin will be on. Powers will rise. It will take those that have a strong relationship with God to shine in these times. Hallelujah. Say, Lord, any distraction in my life? By way of my friends. As I end this year, and I'm receiving this word from you, I receive the grace to save my friends. To save, 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 save. May Sonny be now for so. And I'm looking at those who are distracting to my Christian life. Those who are good, but they are my greatest disadvantage. Is anybody understanding the message? Matter. Matter. What you are doing is not bad. But you are doing a good thing at the wrong time. At this time, what I need is someone that can listen to me. Not someone who can be feeding me. Amen. Because my soul is in anguish. I'm on my way to die. And I need a very solemn and quiet, not noisy. I don't need something going inside of me. I need something coming out of me. Hallelujah. I need somebody to voice out. To, that I may not tell you I'm afraid that I'm going to die. But whilst I am teaching you my word, I am emptying myself of the pain and the fears that lies ahead of me because of the cross. Hallelujah. Yes, I'm telling you. As I'm preaching to you right now, you are listening to me, but God is also delivering me. And there are, there are times we just need people to listen to us. We are not advising them, but we just need them to listen to us. We are just saying things. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Because whatever we are saying is also delivering us from whatever we are afraid of. Amen. So for those of you who feel like, oh, you will die, even Jesus Christ. Even Jesus understood what it means that he needed somebody to listen to him. Hallelujah. Is anybody hearing me? Yeah. And he spoke and he was teaching. The Bible says that and Martha, Mary sat at the feet of Jesus and was listening to Jesus. The Bible never said Jesus was teaching him, teaching her. And I'm a boy. Go to the scripture. Okay. Go, go, go to the verse 42. Look at the scripture. Yena, 
You feel it, sir? Because it was Jesus speaking. Jesus was teaching her the word of God. Because anytime we hear Jesus talk, we know he's saying God's word. <laughs> Amen. And I'm what? But one thing is needful, and Mary have chosen it. That good part which shall not be taken away from her. Keep it on the amplifier. Go to the verse 40. So you want, I can tell you that you have assumed that Jesus maybe was maybe teaching her the word of God. Amen. But Martha was distracted by many things. Go, go to the verse 39. Hurry up, hurry up, hurry up, hurry up. Okay. Now, she, okay, verse 38, so we can get it clear. While they were traveling, he entered the village, and a woman named Martha welcomed him into her home. Amen. Verse 39. 39. She had a sister named Mary, who also sat at the Lord's feet and was listening to what he said. Hallelujah. Are you understanding me? What was she doing? Martha welcomed Jesus and was cooking for Jesus. Then Mary also sat at the Lord's feet and was listening to what word he was saying. Verse 40. Verse 40. But Martha was distracted by her many times. Now listen. Listen. There is, nothing, there is nothing that suggests that Jesus was teaching Mary God's word. But Mary was listening to her. Amen. May God give you people who can listen to you. Amen. Lift your two hands. Is it a blessing? Do you know it's a blessing to have someone who can listen to you? Not, not people who are ready to advise you. Because sometimes you don't need advice. You need somebody to what? Just listen. You need somebody to watch you cry. And the person will not say, the person will not tell you that stop crying. They should allow you to cry. Do you understand? We should allow you to cry. Hallelujah. Give God a clap of it. You need, but I pray grace for you. <laughs> May God bless you with people who can listen to you. Amen. Somebody say it's a blessing. It's a blessing. It's a Sometimes we don't consider how a blessing it is for somebody who can sit and be quiet and be listening to us. You are bringing everything that. But in front of the question, Jesus was teaching Mary. It can be so. Amen. But on the other hand, too, if I want to really pro proper interpret it by the events that were leading after Mary's house, Jesus on his way to die, I'm not sure Jesus was teaching Mary God's word. Hallelujah. I'm not sure. I am sure Jesus was rather talking, having a normal conversation to ease himself. Hallelujah. To bring down the pressure of the cross on her, on him. I'm sure it was a normal conversation. And she had a, Jesus had the listener in Mary. Hallelujah. He had the listener in Mary. You know that the people that are ready to give advice are not ready to listen. Hallelujah. There are people in this world they can advise everybody. But they don't listen to any advice. Sometimes you need to shut up and listen.
Is the word sinking? Is the word sinking? Is the word sinking? Jesus looked at it. He said, Martha, you are troubled. troubled. At this point, I don't need food. <laughs> at this point, I, there is a cross before me. Hallelujah. There are some big things that are lying waiting for me somewhere. I have a whole journey to make to Golgotha with a wooden cross heavy at my back and a ton of crowns on my head. I miss people who are ready to devour me. I don't need food. I never said what you were doing was wrong. But don't make it look like what Mary is doing is bad. Can I pray a prayer for you? Don't intentionally do something good to expose the wrongs of other people. Somebody shout, Amen. Amen. You know, there are some people that say, My yard, the papa, but God has not blessed me. It's because you did that good with an evil intent. You did the good so that somebody's evil will be seen. You did a good thing so that somebody's bad character will be seen. You know, some of you, you don't like, talk, you, it's not like you're a quiet person. But anytime we are in a place, you decide to keep quiet so that we see a talkative. Am I teaching? You know, some of you, are, uh, I, I, I was telling one of my friends, I said, there are people here. Eh? When you are with them, they are not very spiritual like that. Oh. But in order for people to see how carnal you are, they have all the spiritual antics. Oh, Amen. And the only reason they are doing that thing is let people know how that you are not a prayerful person. Is anybody understanding this one? Ah. May you not do anything good on the account of making people to see how somebody is bad. Listen, people grow. Can I hear you shout amen? Look at this preacher. Say people grow. The fool will not continue to be a fool. Amen. The fool will not continue to be what? People grow. And when people grow, they will find truth for themselves. One day I told my wife, I said, Gigi, me, I'm not that father who is bothered about what a mother is telling the children about their father. You can decide to let my children believe that. I told her, like I'm telling you, you can decide to make my children believe that I'm a bad man. I am this, I am this, I am this and that. It can only last whilst they are children. When they grow, they will know the difference. And the and the thing will change. My hatred will be turned into your hatred. So sometimes when you see some children distancing themselves from a certain parent, it's not because of another parent. Too. Now they know the truth. So whatever you do for people to look bad, it can only last for a while. They will grow. Can I hear you shout amen? Did you hear what I said? Oh, they will grow. They will grow. 
Preadventure, they don't grow. One day, light will shine in their darkness. And they will come to the knowledge of truth. And they will realize that you are a bad mother. You are a bad father. Hallelujah. Oh, they will call you a witch. They will call you a wizard. See, the evil you are condoning of your children today. Pray that they don't grow to come and call you a devil. And then you will say, all the churches that have come, they are now making our children, they are turning our children against us. All the pastors are giving prophecies. No, 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 no. The light appeared and darkness comprehended it not. One day, the light of truth will shine in the heart of your children and they will, their eyes will open and they will see that my father didn't train me well. My mother didn't train me well. If they had trained me well, when I was fooling, they thought that it is normal. One day, your normal will be your nemesis. One day, your normal will be the dragon that will swallow you up. When that time comes, don't call me for prayer. Are you hearing me? Yeah. When that time comes, don't call me for prayer. And those, you, these kids that are seated here also, with your faces like Merry Christmas, Blessing God has given to you now is to have a parent that can train you. A parent that can be very interested in your life. And be telling you, don't go here, don't go there, sit there, don't wear this. Don't think anybody is troubling you. Because you don't know the years and the days that lies ahead of you. Is it a good message? Yeah. And the, to all parents that are seated here, you can never love your child more than God. Amen. And God put you in the life of the children to make sure they go the right way. May the Lord deliver us parents. Please lift up your voice and shout amen. I am not just a pastor, I'm also a parent, so the message is also for me. May the Lord deliver us parents from being blinded by the love we have for our children. That in their foolishness, we cannot even see to correct them. And when you lose the ability to correct your children and God blesses you with somebody to now correct the child, allow the person to correct the child. Hallelujah. Because you see, you have lost it. Am I helping somebody this morning? Lift your hands and say, Father, don't let me take things that will disadvantage me. Now as I conclude this message, verse 42, Pen and Yami. Amen. May God bless us. Yeah. We will break out well. Yeah. Is it a good word for the last Sunday? Yeah. Are you going to run with it? Yeah. But only one, say only one thing. Everybody yeah. raise your hand and say, Father, the only one thing. Look at the person and say, for all the many things that you are doing, it is just one. For the many children you are giving birth to, somebody say it is just one. For the many members we shall have, it shall be only one. Someone say, only one. Only one. For the many seeds you are sowing, it is just one seed that will trigger the abundance of heaven. Are you here? That is why the Bible said, cast your bread upon the waters. Give portion and give aid. For you do not know the evil time. Hallelujah. Say one. One. One child. May be the reason all that children will be correct. 
one child. And I pray that God will open the eye of every father. Open the eye of every mother. Open the eye of every pastor. To see that in this my child, the rest of the children will make it in life. Oh, who am I preaching to? I don't know what Jacob saw concerning Joseph. Because I didn't hear any prophecy concerning Joseph spoken to Jacob before he was given birth to. Are you hearing me? At least concerning Isaac. Isaac and Rebekah had a foreknowledge of who their two sons, who was going to be the greatest. But among the 12 sons of Jacob, God never specified that either the last born or the first born was going to be great. But for some reason, which of course I believe number one, because Jacob loved Rebekah. Hallelujah. Joseph became the favorite of Jacob by his love for Rebekah. And that is all. I didn't hear God tell Jacob, but maybe apart from the love, there was something you observed concerning Joseph. There is something you observe that this my child, I have not seen a vision, I have not heard a voice, and no angel has spoken to me, but this my child. I don't know what influenced him to give him the, magic, the coat of many colors. Because Joseph was a boy. The only thing that even was said concerning Joseph in winning his father's love was a bad thing. I said the only thing that made say, I said, yeah, Jacob do Joseph or see them hey, about him. What, what was he doing? Because he was always bringing the evil report of his brothers. Hallelujah. So pre-adventure, he starts bringing the evil report, the love who sees. But every day he brings evil report. So one would be tempted to think that he won the love and the favor of his father by bringing evil report of others, just like some of us we do. Hallelujah. No, am I teaching at all? Are you following what I'm saying? So, yeah, but, but I believe that above all that, there was something Joseph observed. Sorry, Jacob observed, ah, this is my child. You can see that there is something unique about this child. That's a way, no. Now, you're different. How are you normally different? You realize that this is the leader. And so, yeah, yeah, we are nominated, you know. But, <laughs> are you hearing me? Now, me as a, as a senior pastor, among my pastors, I see, I know. Not by prayer and prophecy, by observations. Amen. So, I can, I can know who to call for something and who not to call for something. I observe. Amen. May God give you grace. Someone say grace for observation. Grace to observe. The things that are to my advantage. Clap those hands for the Lord. Praise, 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 praise God. Then I close. Look at the scripture. Mary has taken the good part, which is to her advantage. Say portions of advantage. No matter what you succeed in life. Are you following me? My only prayer with you today, this morning, is that Lord, as we enter 2024, listen, there are businesses you do, it doesn't matter, you will succeed in life. 
Someone said there are portions that gives advantage. And I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. May you pursue careers. Among the many career opportunities. May you pursue careers that gives you advantage in life. I thank God that and we have the opportunity to make proper choices. Hallelujah. He said, one thing that is necessary. So every necessary thing gives a man advantage. But you need the ability to see that a deal when they hear Hallelujah. Even if it's a course you are going to do in school, there are courses you do, they give you career advantage. Hallelujah. May your choices of career not be based on the voices of people. We've been school four years a year, now better than them. Hallelujah. One day, my wife told Madhuwa and said that if she had known, she would have done what? She wouldn't have done banking and the finance. She would have done, she, she limited herself only to banking and finance. And so when she, she has a degree, but degree, seeking a job with banking and finance in the banking sector is very difficult now. Amen. So she has gone to school for three years, came out with a degree, very good results, and yet she's in the house without a job. You know why? Because you see, there are courses you pick in school. You are only setting your life at a disadvantage. That after school, you will become a burden in the house. One thing is necessary. Mary chose it. And when he chose it, her advantage was with what he chose. I pray grace. Amen. Hallelujah. What is that? You may be a peer. I was a sikawum. Sikawum. And yet, you may be a sikawum. You may be a very advantage of life. It is not every business that gives money that gives a man advantage in life. There are businesses that gives money, but it takes your life away from you. One thing is necessary. Mary, ah, may you receive that discernment. May you receive discernment. My brother, and the message, you forget it, you miss it something. There are many things, there are many, life will give you many options to choose. And the, the many options, I'm not talking about the bad ones. I'm talking about the many good options that life will give you. With men, women, career, business, giftings, abilities, skill. Sometimes, be a little bit selfish to choose that which will be to your advantage so you can be selfless. Sometimes be a little bit selfish to choose that which will give you an advantage so you can be selfless. Hallelujah. So you can be selfless. So you can be selfless. There are, there are things you choose forever you shall remain a selfish person. You shall be a stingy person. A wicked soul. Amen. You can choose a woman for a wife. And because of that woman, you'll be a very insensitive person towards your family. You will never be close to your family again. And you will choose you. I'm more selfish. 
Mamoi wicked. Ademojana. Message is correct. May God give you grace. One thing is needful. Say one portion. Portion. The portion. Say the portion. One portion. Mary has chosen the good portion. The, say the good portion. May God, I pray as your pastor for you, that God will give you the grace to choose portions that will be to your advantage. Hallelujah. Say, Father, I need the wisdom. Shout it like I'm shouting. Say, Father, the wisdom to choose things that will be to my advantage. Brother, if you are a woman, and shut the correct, sir. So, we'll make a choice of something. Choose what I my advantage to that house. Where you are, the family you are coming from, your, your family line, if they list from Reuben to Benjamin. Hallelujah. If, we, they, if they line all the family people up, cousins, nephews, nieces, aunties, uncles, and then what? Grandparents and brothers, you realize that there is nothing advantageous there. The only thing that is a great advantage is a, is a fetish priest in that family. Hallelujah. Who am I teaching this morning? Who am I teaching this morning? Yeah. So when life gives you an opportunity like Mary, you need to choose that portion of life that will give you an advantage and bring an advantage to that house that your children, your father will say, your family will say that blessed is this child that was born into this family. From the day of his coming till now, good things have happened to this family. May no child, no daughter of this house be a foolish daughter. At least... In your foolishness, if you will not get anything, get a foolish Naban. At least, get a foolish word. Naban. The American, what he has said. Miss Wayne, I'm a Biabunu. Nabema Sikania, or Equasia, no Yanseno, and Catanuso. Nasa Wuno, what Jimmy? Never call for Obama, what you mean? No matter we have to do an idea, Emperor. Hey, come on. What did I make at your nassel? Yeah, you are the Kakana, you have to do one, you know. Oak of Abama, and so you are the Viva, and so many Yaka of ye. What did I mention? Would the moment ten years and I make catch them? Number five boy to two with Simonchi pony. Number five Cassian from Pema and Cassian Papa Mamma Refi. Now you are the Kaka, I dear Simon. Your bar. No matter how bad you are, no. You are not going to be able to match. No, I do not deserve to be with you. I had to fear, I had to be with you. I am telling you. Listen. Don't make choices that will disadvantage you. Listen. Maybe like Mary this morning. As we end 2023, I mean, if you look into your life, you can realize that one of the greatest pain you have caused yourself is your choices. Your choices. The people you shouldn't be listening to that we're listening to. 
The people you are not supposed to be hanging out with that you are hanging out with. The people you are not supposed to be talking to you are talking to. The places you are not supposed to be going you are going to. You look at the choices you made throughout this year and you are looking at what advantage did it give you? Mary has chosen that one thing. Can I say something? And it's Jesus said, that which she took is not just her advantage, but it can never be taken away from her. I pray grace for you. Listen, anybody you have that can be easily taken away from you, that person is not worth you. One trump two one found two mutrim. Some of us say, what do I say? Because the things we take that are to our advantage. Jesus said, pray and say, Father, all the people you gave to me, I have kept. Except the son of perdition. Referring to Judas. But I have never lost anybody. And I'm saying to you, anybody you have that anybody can easily take away from you, that person does not deserve you in the first place. Give God a clap of it. If the person is to your advantage, ah, nobody can take them away. Can I hear you shout amen? And I am praying that. That is why, see, and may God give us wisdom to make, is the message okay? Is the message okay? I pray in the name of Jesus Christ. May the things you get that are to your advantage, may nobody be able to take them away from you. When you see that something is to your advantage, let no man take it. 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 Let no man take anything you see that this thing is my advantage. Ebia your skill. Ebia your smile. Ebia your smile. Your smile. Sometimes your smile is your advantage. Let nobody stop you from smiling. If anybody can take that smile away from you, then it means that that smile is not worth having it. That smile is not worth having it. Amen. Amen. Is it a good word for you this morning? Kobi, I know you are a graduate, but school has not given you money than your business. Among any other thing that shall come your way, don't let anybody take the ability to do business from you. Amen. If this message is okay for you, clap your hands for the Lord. Say portions of advantage. Portions of advantage. Life will get difficult. But you will not lose what is to your advantage. Somebody shout amen. Life will become tough. Any choice you make Apart from it bringing you an advantage, it comes with its own difficulties. Amen. But because it's a choice that gives you an advantage, when the difficulties come, you will not lose it. You Hallelujah. So you see, you must look for things that when the challenges of that thing starts coming, because it is your good thing and portion of advantage, it cannot be taken away from you. Rise to feet. Oh God. Oh God. See the good message. Look at three and tell them that 
When we are, say, say your portion of a husband. Make sure he's your advantage. <laughs> 